I think we're good. Oh, yeah, we can hear you and Steve is what Darren says. And nobody needs to hear this first part on the podcast. All right, here we go. When it's time for lunch, you can pick up a spoon or grab your fork body and dig into a noona. It's noona with Steve. If you never had a noon one, there's no soon away. Just bend over at the middle in the middle of the day. It's a noona. It's a noona with Marty and Steve. I think you froze. What? Froze there for a second. You froze. Um, good morning, everybody. Welcome to a uh, another fine, seamless uh, episode of Nooner on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm a host. My name is Marty, and I'm here with... Uh, what's his name? Hey, Steve. Hi. Good morning. Um, we are doing this just mano a mano. The other Merps couldn't make it for various reasons. What with the extended weekend? Uh, that was just a blur. Um We'll get into that later. Uh, do you, um, do you, Steve, ever go on 4chan? No. What's 4chan? You don't know what 4chan is? It's like it's like a. This is this, that's an expositional tool that you use to help illuminate no. members of the audience. Oh right, <laughs> that's what 4chan <laughs> is. Um, no, well, me going no. Tell I me know. What 4chan no, is. you know what 4chan is. You explain what 4chan is to everybody else because you know these it, things. It's pre-Reddit, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like a message message board. It's an anonymous message board, and uh, basically, uh, people post things on there, and they it's all categorized like Reddit is, but it's a, a little more Gonzo than than um, uh, Reddit. You know, more people, Gonzo than Reddit. More Gonzo than Reddit. And more Gonzo than Space Dicks. www.reddit.com yeah, backslash r backslash Space Dicks, one word. Yes, don't go to Space Ooh. Dicks. Please don't go to Space Dicks. But no, but basically it's people post, you know, manga and hentai and porn and, and also a lot of like sort of uh, what some people might call hate speech. Oh no! Yeah, you see, you're basically describing Reddit. So I know, but but I think there's something about there's more of a, a it's a tighter community because it's not as uh, people aren't as um, they're more anonymous in in 4chan, so people feel more emboldened to to say more audacious things. I mean, basically, I hate, I hate Mexicans, stuff like that. R- um, I'm just pulling that uh, that's out. That's not me. I'm just that's pulling just, that out, and that's going to be the episode. That I hate Mexicans. Yeah. Oh, that was Steve Kruger. Um, no, 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 no. I hate Guatemalan. I love that. <laughs> but uh, it is just like this haven for a lot of people who are uh, displaced, and and I guess what what I'm trying to do is sort of understand the like the alt right, you know, which is yes. is yes. is rising, right? Would you say that the alt right is rising? The alt right is rising. That is one of my favorite Robert Heinlein novels. <laughs> right. That is uh, where a bunch of Boy Scouts go into a tele thingy and end up. No, no, that's the moon is a harsh mistress. It's yeah. definitely a good sci-fi title, but uh, it's bad for the country. Uh, but I, you know, I th- but is it? Well, yeah. Okay. So here's what here's what the internet does. Right. It it people can find their similar voices to themselves, and and they can yes. uh, they they find community. And I think that's what, like, in the sort of gig economy, like, you know, I work uh, for a huge company, but I work basically by myself. I don't know anybody in that building, and I work a couple days from home. 
And so like I'm incredibly isolated and it's not even a full-time job really. You know, I'm a contractor there. But so like I'm very grateful to have everybody who's listening now who can tweet in at Nooner Podcast or tune into the, the Tumblr page at podcast uh, noonerpodcast.com um, or email us at noonerpodcast.gmail.com. Um, but I'm really grateful to that because it gives me a sense that, you know, that, that of people who, you know, contribute interesting things and, and then I get to spout off what I spout off. And um, I think that there's a, uh, there's a need for that um, in, in this sort of, you know, internet age. And then you've got these people like living, you know, in their parents' basement or whatever. I don't want to, to classify them like, or, or whatever, stereotype them, but, um, but they're really, they feel like they're, they don't have good social skills. And so then they find people who also don't have good social skills in at 4chan. And then they complain about women or their lack of, of, of uh, you know female relationships, and then that breeds sort of this anti uh, anti feminist um, you know rhetoric. Mm. Would you agree? Like, would, would I, I don't go on 4chan because um, I have a forum to spout my racist views. Right, um, right. This this being it, and uh, my wife who has to hear it endlessly. But um, I, I wonder if that was like the kindling that fueled this whole wonder woman women's only screening which i heard about because my friend is her manager the gail gal gadot uh-huh. and i sent it to him a few weeks prior like oh there's they're doing this cool thing they're having the, a women's only screening of at, the movie at wonder the woman. alamo draft house right yes i think in new york and in austin and somewhere else right. and i thought well that's cool that'd be fun you know for, yeah. for women to go to a, a movie and it's a movie about a superhero who's a woman and it's a bunch of women and i i didn't see any any problem with it and of course it created a cyclone of of reactive comments probably akin to what you would find on a 4chan like well, what if we had a men's only screening right you know, right and, and then this one blogger ding dong who i'd never heard of before but he said i'm buying a ticket and i'm going and then people said i'll give you 20 bucks if you pour a your drink over his head at the screening, you know, he, he got into the, the narrative and spun it around. And then the next thing you know, he's getting clicks and right. And that's the thing, like people, like when you're in these forums and you say something audacious, like, you know, uh, whatever feminism is, is terrible, whatever, something cleverly worded uh, version <laughs> of what I just said, then you get an up click and then you get more up clicks because people are like, ah, that's funny. And that's, and then all of a sudden, other people are like, oh, that's what gets up clicks in this echo chamber. Then I'm going to say something. And then soon these, like, these ideas sort of uh, metastasize and, and take shape. You know? and, and that's why I think you get these people actually believing this, the, the hatred that, that they're spewing. And it, and it escalates. And then it becomes racism. And then it becomes like, <laughs> vote for Trump. And, and fuck the Alamo draft house. And I'm going and nobody can stop me. Um, and I, I think it's, I, I think at the same time, then there are people who have like mental disorders or, or uh, like other like social issues and they, oh shit. Um, hold on just a second. What is that? Your dogs? 
Oh, well, Marty has stepped away from the mic to beat his dogs with a sack filled with nickels. And when he gets back, he's going to continue on. But um, I, I think that uh, it, it, I, I delved into the Wonder Woman screening controversy only because I knew someone was probably dealing with it at, a, at an office somewhere in Beverly Hills. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't, you know, I, yeah, it's why do women need their own screening? Well, and at the same time, just there are men's clubs, uh, you know, like, like there are these, you know, the Elks, they don't, the Elks club, they don't have women there. You don't. Yeah. And I, and I also, I, what, I don't understand what it's like to be a woman. So, yeah. and there's uh, curves. You don't see people like men trying to get into curves to work. Oh, out. I tried to get into curves. They will. They, <laughs> that was, wasn't well, that your sitcom pitch. Okay. These guys really need to get in shape, but all they yeah. can afford is to, Hey, get, uh, get, get your buddy Andrew on the phone. We oh, can sell geez. that. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I, I guess my, I, I'm, strangely optimistic about it like this is what we are fighting about which is a good thing because we're not murdering each other over water or uh you know there are bread lines like it's it's people bitching on the internet about movies okay (laughs) you're right right and that's a good problem to have i I I guess so but 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 then you get these people like doing really horrific things. You get all these, like uh, a good number of these mass murderers have found refuge in, in these forums, you know, uh, spewing there hate. There were mass murderers long before the That's internet. true. That's true. But then have you heard of, um, I believe it's called uh, Blue Whale, the Blue Whale game? No, I'm intrigued. Yeah, so there's this... Is it mean to women in some way? Uh, it's very mean to women. Oh, hold on. Let me get... Let me get comfortable. Yeah. Get my, my uh, so clothes. there was uh, this Russian fellow named Philippe Budikin. Bud- I already Bud- love it. Budayakin. And he would vas- basically find young women on the internet and sort of groom them. And to he would sort of play with their, their emotions and then um, try to get them to do like gradually worse and worse things. Um, so including like, um, you know, cutting themselves and like withdrawing from their friends and basically using, becoming their only like sort of social tie. And then the game ends when he gets them to kill themselves. And according to Wired uh, magazine, this game that this guy created, um, has contributed to a hundred deaths, a hundred suicides in the, in the world. And, and when's the, when's the home version coming out? I know. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, it's got a, it's not really a game. Yeah. I mean, and, th- and this guy is, takes pride in it. He says that he, I mean, he's just a sick motherfucker who is saying that he's getting rid of the weak ones. And, and, uh, he was arrested, I believe, but I don't know what's going to happen to him because, um, I, I don't, I don't even know what the, what what you can do about that legally um so there's a lot of harm that can happen in that world that connects people just as you know far more than it does disconnect people but still there are those disconnections happening out there and i think that you know you get a lot of like super left-leaning people who are like oh we should shut down 4chan and we should you know 
or you get the anti-fascist people who are just like you gotta you gotta fight the alt-right people with with violence and and uh protests and i don't think that i think you're right like these are these are not terrible problems, but I think it's much easier to deal with than a by ignoring a lot of the hate speech, and then engaging with the people around you, like who you can actually have a physical like interaction with. Um, well, yeah, the people that attacked that blogger in New York who said "fuck this screening," I'm going as a man. I, I'm going to stand up for men's rights. They just took the bait. I mean, all he's looking for is attention, right? And right. now that we live in a culture where you, every human being is a brand, you know, everyone tells their story on Instagram, wants likes. And um, listens to Nooner Podcast. On. Listens to Nooner Podcast. Um, I, it's like, why engage with him? You know, and I, I'm, I, I tell all my friends who are mad at Trump, don't yeah. engage with him. Don't, don't tweet to the president of the United States, you're a worthless piece of shit. I hope you've rotten hell. Like, it's just... All it's doing is stirring up his supporters who say, you don't talk to the president like that. And then right. it, it's literally, we're just talking about him endlessly. Like he is the, the, the most trending hashtag on Twitter always. Right. He just, and, he dominates. And that's exciting for him, you know? I'm, so I, Look, I, I play this game now where I go, what's right with Trump? Because it's so easy to say he's a disaster, he's not presidential, he can't speak, he's... Uh, what was the last, the, last, what? Uh, the last time you played that game? What did you come up with? Um, I think... I think there'll never be... An, uh, the, the role of the president is going to be looked at differently for the rest of time after him. Yeah, I think um, it's woken up a lot of people, not unlike uh, Prop 8 in California woke up the gay community right. when a bunch of random people just said, no, nope, we're denying you the right to marry, even I, though it had been a law. Right. So, and that la backlash has created, uh, yes. you know, it legalized it. Was, it. Yeah. Yes. Now it, it is far it faster legal. than we ever thought. It, exactly. So I think the backlash to him will create amazing things. And that's why I, mean, I didn't vote for him i didn't vote for hillary either like i thought i said hillary is just going to continue this kind of malaise we have right with our leaders and you know i'm not like a wacko i think we need leaders but well, i think I, the backlash from trump will be ultimately very good for the country and yes and, it's going to hurt right. as does everything in democracy it's slow and painful and a minority can come up and if they're motivated, they can change the world. And, and just like the rise of the alt-right, I think, points out um, how um, our social structures are, are evolving in this internet age. And it's not necessarily a, a reflection of our country that the alt-right is rising, but it's showing how the system is changing. And then we need to recognize those changes and and try to diffuse them in, in a way that, that is that isn't too reactionary. Yeah. And his ideology is so anti-intellectual and he is so anti-intellectual. I mean, for fuck's sake, he was on wrestling. Like he's, there's video of him punching Vince McMahon. Like, this. Oh no, he body slams him. He body slams right, yeah, him on Montana okay. style. Um, um, I think the reaction will be, Hey, how about somebody from the intellectual sect? And right. I don't mean, a lawyer. Right. I mean, you know, like a scientist or an engineer or um, 
you know, someone from the computer space, yeah, somebody, or even somebody like uh, from a writer, you know, like I love that Al Franken has become just this great statesman. Um, and I think he kind of represents that sort of movement, you know? Yeah. 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 So I like, that's my, I don't think it's good right now, but right. I think there will be good coming out of it. And I think everyone, I, I'm sure Obama's last year in office, I could go to up to a random person and say, who's secretary of state? And they go, uh, I was, um, who's, <laughs> uh, who's the attorney general? Right. Well, it was Eric Holder. Like yeah, there yeah, was yeah. just, there was a disconnection. Um, and I felt, I felt Hillary would have probably just extended that. So, and so Chris Miller says the outrage proves we need a culling. And I don't think, I think that it's, it's really, it needs airing and, and we need to like, be, to uh, sort of humiliate these people for in, by just pointing out their, the absurdity of, of their, uh, of their antics. Um, so the, well, but he, like, I, I think it also comes from economics. I think, sure. I think when people aren't doing so well and they're, the country's not horrible, but there's a, a lot of people that live in parts of the world where it's not going so well for them and they see, um, immigrants coming and, and yeah. doing well and they yeah. go, well, right. fuck those people. Right. And, and they see women who are outspoken and successful, and that also fuels that rage. Yeah. Um, and so right, a guy right. who's a billionaire who talks like them says, I'm going to go fix things. You're like, yeah, why not? I, I, I get it. Yeah. I just, you know. Um, the Alamo Draft House says, um, they, their announcement basically said, we're embracing our girl power, saying no guys allowed for several shows at the Alamo downtown in Brooklyn and several others. But, and, we, and when we say women and people who identify as women only, we mean it. Now, I know that what pe <laughs> men are going to do is like these, these whatever anti-feminist people are going to be like, I identify as a woman. I don't care if I have a beard and, and I'm wearing my, you know, jorts, whatever I'm, I want in. But it's just like, whatever. I, I don't know how you deal with just the assholes of society like that. Um, have Well, unfortunately, they now have a loudspeaker, whereas uh, 50 years ago, they would have, you know, been in a basement drinking beer with a bunch of other dudes going, yeah, fuck, fuck that all women's only stuff. Let's, you know, it's just a, it's, everything is just accelerated. Right. Uh, but I, I just, I, I mean, like that's, that's what dominates our world. That's kind of a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I you're right. Uh, I haven't found mass graves somewhere in Idaho where, you know, the government killed, you know, 200,000 dissidents. Like it's wonder woman. That's our level of, uh, problem. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, all the wonder woman screenings have sold out. And so yeah. that's really exciting. I hope the movie's good. I really do. It reminded me of that scene in Monty Python's Life of Brian in the beginning when all they're they're having they're stoning the man to death, and it's all women, but they're not allowed, so they're all wearing beards, right? Uh, you know, just like a bunch of brohands putting on a nice <laughs> summer dress and some flats, some ballet flats, and then like, they're 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 speaking yeah. in their high voices, and then they're like. <laughs> Uh, if you guys haven't seen The Life of Brian, it is 
uh, it is so relevant today. <laughs> it, it completely holds up. It's a brilliant movie. It's wildly funny. Um, they always had a problem with the narrative, um, but they were a sketch comedy group, so that's fine. But it's a fantastic movie. Uh, it's one of the best. Yeah, I, re- I rewatched it after we talked about it recently. It's so good. Holds up. Yeah. Probably one of the funniest comedies, funniest, smartest comedies of all time. Yep. Um, but don't go to 4chan and um, talk to people in real life and don't go to, what is it, Space Dick? Space Dicks. Dicks. Don't go to Space well, like, Dicks. What do you think you're going to accomplish getting into it with a racist on, on 4chan or whatever, or Reddit or whatever right. like, platform where you're literally sitting in your room going, well, that's sexist, blah, blah, blah. You, you don't even understand. You've never read Camille Paglia's blah, blah, blah. Are you going to move their position with your brilliant words? <laughs> right, right. And it, when, when, at my wedding, my, my wife's parents are Fox News watching Trump heads, and my mom is a MSNBC hardcore Democrat. And I just said, don't talk about politics because both of you are firmly in your lanes. I so, I was kept starting conversations with your father-in-law just to hear if he would say anything, not because I wanted to get into it, but I was just so interested because like, I, there's so few people like that in my life, you know? Um, but he was not interested in talking to me. Um, I guess. No, no, no. He probably, he has, they have a thing against Asians. It's weird. Orange County (laughs) thing. Fair enough. But he's, he's listened to nothing but propaganda through, through Fox and to, you know, what is it called? Uh, confirmation bias. Yeah. Completely. they both have it, and um, you know, and I'm, there have I'm been numerous being. studies that, like, you really can't change. It's really difficult to change people's minds, and when you point out their the hypocrisies of their their views or or their law lo- their flaws in logic, it it polarizes them and it makes them angry, and and that's why I th- really think that the best we can do is to lead a good life in real life, and you know, we can still feel that rage. Um, so when Tyson's saying we need to diffuse this. I think that's the best way to do it and to put people, and I really believe that Steve, you totally nailed it. Like it's a class thing. Like you see racism rise when economic, uh, or you see partisanship rise and when uh, economics do really poorly. And so like you see anti, or you see fascist groups rise in places that are, that are more downtrodden. You 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 see it in uh, parts of Europe that are, doing worse and you see this rise you see it in remain i'm sorry in uh hung- hungary right now is a huge haven for or it's a, a blossoming place for fascism and uh, the alt-right and that's i think in a large part because of um the economics of hungary versus the economics of say you know germany even though well, look at the look at the gangs in los in angeles they, they they don't form in brentwood you know where everyone is doing well they form in south central where it it's very difficult to make enough money to live and, and so it's, you, it's easy to stir up rage too because you like you point north and you say look at those fuckers in their beverly hills mansions you know that's not right they're not even they're po- they're pointing at the guys two streets over sure. going fuck them you know like it's yeah just it, it, the smartest thing i've ever done as an adult aside from conning that woman into marrying me was well done getting off of facebook and I'm I'm not one of these holier than thou types because I am on Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> I, I'm not like I'm I'm off social media, but um, 
it's uh, it, it was like one too many, and uh, I think Facebook was like the first one everyone adopted. So every you know your your fucking high school friends and everyone you ever worked with is listening to you talk about stuff. And I there's you know there's this guy from uh, a large tech company in Northern California who is a kind of a whistleblower saying, yeah, we're we're uh, brain hacking. You know when yeah. we come up with our products. Yeah. And Facebook is brain hacking you. It's making you go back to the site over and over again because you get a little endorphin rush from doing X and Y. Right. And, and when you see, I, when you get like a, an upvote on Reddit, when, on, on yeah. a post, you know, it, it's addictive. And you're like, oh, what else can I post? What, what else can I get retweeted? And then you're, you, you sort of, you tune into that game. And, yeah. and if you're in a, a, a game that has a lot of, rageful people in it then you're going to start spewing rageful things but i think facebook was when everyone became a brand like every human wasn't just like this is a way to communicate with people this this is me telling you watch my new show uh, mm-hmm. that i created on fox this third like uh, it's uh, you know noonerpodcast.tumblr.com that tumblr i love no don't do it so uh, just for me i, I personally I, I was just tired of of listening to everyone's um PR person, which is themselves saying, I had the most amazing weekend. Here's the pizza I ate. Here's whatever. And, you know, like, wow, I had a shitty weekend. But that's funny and, because, you know, my next question was, Steve, how was your weekend? weekend? Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> Check out my Instagram. I had a lot of photos. Really, really oh, shit. That looks awesome. Did you eat that whole thing? Um, I, but I, like, I, I post pictures because I find beautiful moments and i'm like oh i should share this with people i don't give a fuck how many <laughs> likes i get i really don't i yeah. i do i do i noticed i'm i also don't have any push notifications on my phone except for twitter because i'm like oh i want i want people to retweet this or respond to this right um but i twitter to me feels more, more random whereas like facebook feels like it's it's your tribe you know people usually have like four to six hundred friends on the, and that i mean maybe some people have thousands but yeah. that's kind of like how anthropologists would describe like a, like a a pre-civilized tribe that you can keep track of maybe 2 to 300 names and faces and then you're then you need to be split off and start a new tribe and basically I, I, yeah i i use facebook when i when i go on i'm just upvoting or or liking people's baby photos that's all i use it for <laughs> really I I know, and then I'm just like, oh, I I started hiding people because they're so boring. I mean, uh, and I feel bad. And then I, I I don't know. It's 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 this weird thing that we all agreed to for no apparent financial gain, and I, I started to like like a like a drug. Like it's uh, it's yep. not giving me the same not giving me the same love. And then oh, yeah, I read now I'm jealous of someone's great time and i feel bad and i was like three years ago and i just said i'm i'm done with this i need mm-hmm. to get off race it off my phone and I, I go on once a year to tell people thanks for the happy birthday i'm not on this so don't <laughs> me- don't me- like I hear well it, but it was one of the smartest things i've ever done because i think i'm like a a couple years ahead of the curve where i think people our age and older are going to go, I, I got to get off of this. I'm sitting on it all day long. It doesn't make me happy. Yep. No, you're I've, right. I've definitely been in offices where the company I'm at blocks it because they're like, stay the fuck off of it. Work. 
you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, and it, it, it's, technology is, it's amazing. And, and it's also, it, it's horrifying. Right. Right. It's like black mirror. Oh my God. Someone should turn that into a show. Yeah. Uh, well, as Chris Miller was saying, the reviews for Wonder Woman are very, very positive. Um, Good. Yeah. So it's a train trending at uh, 79 on the Metacritic right now. Um, <clears throat> so I'm excited to see it. And I think that's the other, th- other thing is you combat this stuff with, with quality, you know, you just do good things. And so, I, I mean, when I read that, uh, uh, my mind just went to, Oh, that would be fun for girls, for women, for, Oh, oh about the, the screening. Yeah. The, yeah. And then I, and then as soon as the conversation started, I started to unpack in my brain, like, yeah, is that really actually fair? Cause if, and what did like, you, what like did you, at your wedding when your uh, father said it, it's finally a Chinese and Chinese uh, marriage in our family. And I thought if, if a, if a white guy had, who had a couple of daughters who married, you know, black dudes finally married a white guy and said it and somebody filmed that, <laughs> that would be the, uh, a, a viral hit. You right. Know? Like, yeah. Is it really fair to let women have a screening? And then I'm just like, this is, this it, is, it got a big laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So is it sexist then for uh, the Alamo draft house to do this? Yeah. But like, I. Just how many women are on dollar bills? You know, I mean, how, how, when did when could they vote? It really, when you think about the the span of humanity, well, not that long they had, ago they couldn't. What if they had an all black uh, screening of Get Out? Like no one who's not black allowed. Well, I would be uh, that would be interesting for me to sneak in there because I am very white, so I would have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I would have to a lot of blackface. I mean, I guess. Uh, it's a show of solidarity, I guess, and maybe it should have been more casually organized. Um, and if they actually bar men from coming in, is that um, is that going to be a problem? Do you think? Uh, like, the, I didn't want to talk about it, and they somehow conned us into talking about it. Cause right. Cause, yes, they should have just said, "Hey, on the down low, we're having a women's only screening. We we bought the whole room out, and we're." Only women can go pass it on to your other women friends and no one would have cared, but because they advertised it. And that's the other thing is all it did was bring attention to the movie. Like, is this a marketing ploy knowing this is right back to this marketing book dude's book. I've been reading Ryan holiday, um, which is how the alt right got elected. Just post stuff on far left leaning Facebook pages about right wing stuff to incite them to go. We we need to protest this. We need to. Uh, Wait, what's you the know, book you're uh, reading? Uh, it's called Trust Me, I'm Lying, and it is it is the playbook of the alt right. Uh, says somebody. Um, it's it's this marketing dude who used to run American Apparel. He runs you know I mean huh. he was a, he ran marketing for American Apparel, which is a horrible brand. Creepy, I believe is now gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so he 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 posits that y- you attack, you, you don't just speak to your base, you don't just go to alt-right people and say, we need to get this country back on track and get rid of the Muslims. You go to the Bernie fans and say, post on their page, hey, let's get the Muslims out of here. And they go, what? Yeah, and this guy is speaking at this event, and they're like, what? Oh, hell no, let's. Let's protest, and uh, and then he will talk to his sphere of people, and right. within that, there's 
10% that are actually alt-right, that they, maybe they don't talk about it. You know, According to Nate Silver, Hillary Clinton was, was going to win. So clearly there were some people who were not admitting their feelings. And it, it, it snowballed from there. It's, I mean, it's brilliant marketing. But right. um, Darren says that he has organized six podcasts through Facebook. I don't know who Steve is friends with, but friend, Facebook is not that to me. And to that, I would say that, yeah, obviously it it is valuable for a lot of people. People have turned it into an industry. People have found friends that way. People have organized incredible uh, movements through Facebook. Um, but at the, all, at the same time, it's a time suck and it's it's a distraction. It, it can be. So I think it's like what we're saying about the internet in general. Like it's an incredible tool and it can just be also a really destructive thing and it's how i was i was using it to literally just get positive feedback i would post something and everyone go oh that's so great oh that looks amazing you know some some fucking vacation photo or whatever right and then i i I just realized i was getting depressed reading it right i was and you recognize that I, i coveted what other people claim to have which i'm sure if you actually sat down with them like it, it seems like all you do is go on vacation and eat food and have babies like yeah i also i go to work 40 hours a week and it's really stressful right you know no one takes a picture like sitting at my desk miserable on a wednesday at four o'clock realizing you know that- oh uh, and i spent you know i my wife went away this weekend and so i've just oh. been uh at home uh, or and then like one morning i just found myself just like in a reddit hole and all of a sudden it was 11 o'clock and i was like what the fuck am i doing yeah and and that's i think that's where these these things can be dangerous as as much as reddit is also really uh, a great thing i think and very uh, democratizing sort of medium um but it can be uh, addictive um but no did you do anything fun this weekend steve everybody wants to know what's, yeah what's, it was, what's well, it was like, my uh it was my wife's birthday yesterday. We yeah. rented bikes and, and rode around. And uh, I saw a guy, a man with a large family around him, mm-hmm. you know, lots of little children walking towards us. And he had a drink in his hand and a baby in the other hand. And he was like jostling the baby around to get his drink centered, his giant jug of soda or whatever. Priorities. And the, the baby was about to spill out of his hand. And I was a this close to going, sir, what the fuck? Uh, I realized it was a, like a doll, but it was like a full size. <laughs> Wait, was he surrounded by like 17 dolls who were just like he had? On- no, they were all movie. It was one of his little pedophilia babies doll. But he, I, it was like I almost made a citizen's arrest because I just it was That's wasn't really so paying attention. Funny. But I saw him paying more attention to his drink than what I thought was a I mean, a tiny baby, and it yeah. was it yeah. was a doll. And then I made some racist comment that I was, then I, I got, you know, what? he was not he was a not a white person. Mm-hmm. So I said something, and then the wife yelled at me. But um, <laughs> well, she that was my big takeaway from yesterday. Oh, that's like, a that's a great thing to celebrate on Memorial Day. Um, what yelling at a Mexican guy? Yeah, for carrying sure, a doll. Sure, up, baby. Oh, it's just a doll. Yeah. Well, Who gets a doll, like a human-sized doll for their kid? That's just that's <laughs> dumb. Now you're just mad because you got you you mistook. No, I was very happy in the moment. I thought, oh, I'm not going to have to get involved. I, for a few seconds, I thought I may have to get involved with a stranger. Go, sir, 
will you please, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the entry point. Do you say, hi, I'm just a concerned citizen or do you yell at them or do you, yeah, I, I, I don't like confrontation. And it was, I was about to confront a man and his wife and eight children, but uh, it was just a doll. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you, I, um, I, in the past week I've, I made fried chicken four times. <laughs> uh, that was probably the most exciting thing that happened this, this week. Um, and then, Jesus. yeah, well, cause you know, I had uh, people over and I was going to make fried chicken and I realized I don't think I've made good fried chicken. And so then I made it, uh, a couple times ahead of time, and it turns out I do make really good fried chicken. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, and um, and it was uh, fantastic. And then buttermilk bath. Yeah, you do a buttermilk brine, and then you uh, you do put a little cornstarch in your in your flour, and that mm-hmm. makes it nice and, and crispy. And uh, then I had leftovers, and I made it for um, the in laws, and so I spent mm-hmm. more time with my in laws this weekend uh, than I ever have with with my wife. And it was just, yeah, that was, I did not expect that to happen. Mm. Uh, there were all these things I wanted to do and ended up going and spending all day yesterday with them, which was fine. They're, they're wonderful people, but it was just. Um, oh, you spent Memorial Day with your in-laws? Yes. And I spent oh, nice. Saturday night with my in-laws. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it fun uh, being our age, all our friends? I know. And, and, and married with kids and, and I, like you have a weekend off. You're like, fucking party. And then. No, I can't, man. No, no, I gotta, I gotta make fry some chicken for my my uh, mother in law. Um, the the Asian guy made fried chicken, and the white guy made uh, Shanghai soup dumplings. Oh, there you go. They were so good. Yeah, that's good. Um, um, yeah, we should do something about that. <laughs> you know, how do you know I didn't make Chinese fried chicken? No, because it was buttermilk. Did, um, did, did Chinese make fried chicken? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the Sichuan fried chicken is amazing. Um, sorry. The we're, best we're... fried chicken I've ever had on earth was in Tokyo. I mean, they're, I think that uh, Asian cultures know how to fry things better than us. Um, I think everybody, every culture has something good deep fried because deep frying is the best. Um, and Yeah, I listened to a gastropod, which is a podcast about food, and they did one on southern cooking and the origin of fried chicken in the south. And it was, you know... You work all week as a slave. It's exhausting. And you come home, you probably just, you know, you have a light snack and go to bed. I have to get up and be a slave in the morning. Um, and come Sunday is your day to rest. You have a calorically dense meal to prepare for the week. I'm sure while you're a slave, you don't, we'll see, we'll see in an hour. We're heading over to get some, you know, fried chicken. Like, no, you, you probably just eat sitting where you are, whatever, right. whatever food you can carry. So it was designed that way to, you know, that, that sort of Southern Sunday chicken dinner. And then, you know, of course, slavery ended and people just kind of kept eating that way. That's, and that's but they do it podcast. now they do it every day instead of once a week. Right. It, and they don't work, you know, in, in insane conditions. Right. Long, hard hours. So it's doing it's physical labor. Sort of, yeah, it's created the, the, the obesity problem in the African-American community. It, it was just, it was a fascinating podcast. I love learning about horrible things in the world, like slavery and how it affects cuisine. I think that's, you know, like my Trump thing. Like we're going to get, we're going to get a great food out of this. We're going to get some new. Right, right. Some something good will come out of this horrific, horrific time. Maybe we'll deep fry something new in the Trump era. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or that's ties what should will look get for, real okay. short as a, like a fuck you to him. Oh so yeah. Like, or maybe we'll remember not... when we wore those long ties? Yeah, they're all if it goes if it goes <laughs> past your uh, your elbow, it's too it's, long. It's bow or nothing from here on. Bow out. or nothing. Um, yeah. So you work. Uh, you were working for a media company, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, you know, ad spending these days, like even though we don't see as many ads anymore, like on the television, we skip through them or we binge watch without stuff, but ad spending in TV is basically the same as, um, as it always has been. And, um, one of the reasons is like people are there, these advertisers are finding new ways to advertise. I don't know if you ever watched Chuck, uh, which I was on one episode of, but uh, they always were driving Toyotas and were talking about like, oh, look at this push button function of this uh, Toyota to start it. And they would also had this whole subway thing where they had a spy, a subway um, sandwich shop that was also a spy haven, whatever, had like secret doors and stuff like that. So that's how people are getting around um, uh, people skipping through ads. Have you noticed okay. that? Um, well, that's been going on forever, but yeah, I don't, since I don't watch a lot of TV, I don't really watch a lot of ads, but I've noticed they've followed me to YouTube. I am constantly watching an ad before a video. Um, but yeah, I think that that's in the broadcast world and the cable world. Yeah. They're looking for new ways to, to keep the audience engaged in brands because you have a device that fast forwards through your commercials. Yeah. And they're not your people are not watching commercials. Like I wonder if even like Donald Trump has like a deal with Coca Cola because you know he has the red button in his office where a, he presses it and a, someone shows up with an ice cold Coke. Yeah, and and he always talks about brands. You know, um, I hope he I hope he's getting paid. Sure, okay. he's giving them free uh, free exposure. Otherwise, uh, well, there is a a plot line in General Hospital where. Uh, one of the characters has a rare form of blood cancer, and and you know, Sunny Delight is the only thing that cures it. No, no, it's even worse that there's an actual drug that is the only thing that can save her, and and so they talk about like all like how this is a miracle drug on the show, and it of course saves this woman's cancer, or or saves her life from this cancer, and of course. It was a, it's, it's a ruxolitinib is, mm-hmm. it sounds like a, it's a terrible name for a drug, but it only targets one type of, it's a very specific drug. So, uh, that it doesn't, wouldn't necessarily cover everybody with this type of cancer, but they don't really talk about that on the show. And, but sure, just making you aware of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that if you have this blood cancer then you're gonna you're gonna say i want this drug because i watched it on general hospital and mm-hmm. general hospital got paid you know probably a, a hefty sum for putting that into their uh into their their storyline um but that's, i find that uh very distasteful yeah yeah but that's where we are though that's the life yeah. that's the world we're living in and so and we're gonna we see it also on people's youtube shows you know they Oh yeah, they'll they'll review things um, like I'm really into electric bikes, and there's a there's one guy who reviews electric bikes, and I know for a fact that he gets paid for his reviews, and it's just it creeps me out. And um, but 
I, it's really there's not any transparency anymore. Uh, and do do you have to deal with stuff like that in your your company? Um, not specifically. They did a lot of well. They they made a documentary for a large supermarket that um, the supermarket paid for supermarket chain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it took a, a while for them to stop pretending that they were documentary filmmakers. And, and, and like, let's say the word, let's, this is propaganda. Like this is to let people know why the chickens cost so much at said supermarket. Like we're going to go meet the farmers and see how well the chickens are treated. And think, Oh, that's why it's so expensive. Yeah. So um, it was, presented as a documentary but it's an ad for this company's brand so uh, yeah i deal with it I, I, di- I didn't want to but this is you know it is the world we live in but i then i go home and i don't watch general hospital and i don't watch any network commercials so but you're watching youtube and you're seeing that sort of stuff uh, and in China, I know within, there's, and how do they know I need erectile dysfunction pills? So they, they, they're, they've read my cookies and from all of my searches, cause it's all, it's all ED. It's all. So you're of the age. Um, yeah. Lame. In China, what they do on these TV shows is they just put it like the advertising right on the programming itself. So they'll just be a product of, you know, shampoo while somebody's bowling, uh, or, I mean, it's just completely blatant there. Um, there was something I was noticing yesterday while we were on our little bike ride. We stopped to do a, a sportsy bar to eat. And we were watching baseball on one screen and soccer on the other. And because um, I, I, I don't watch any sports, I, I, was no, rev, I was just really amazed that the soccer uniforms had a VW uh, symbol right in the center and then a Nike swoosh. Right, and I mean, it, I mean, it's all rented out. I was like, "Which team is this?" Uh, one's it was some German team, but then I was watching, uh, you know, the San Francisco Giants, and like, no, nah, it just says Giants. They're branding themselves. They haven't sold out to um, to brands yet. And I'm like, oh, that's that's like five years away. Pretty soon, it's just going to be like, you know, it'll, it'll have a bounty, you know, man on the back or whatever. But it's it is, it is kind of like the last holdout is, is American sports. Their, their jerseys don't, uh, aside from probably a, a swoosh on it, because they're probably made by Nike. Right. But, um, you know, and I guess in basketball, players have their own brand, you know, like with sneakers and stuff. So it's like kind of sneaking in. But, I mean, I'm watching this team, and I'm like, it just says BW, as big as, you know, a dinner plate in the center of their jersey. Like, wow, that's... I, but you know you're going to play the same, so you might as well get some money out of it, right? I, yeah, I guess it's just it's you know it. it I, you live in Los Angeles, and you're just bombarded with ads when you leave your house. You, you're because you're stuck in your car, and then you go to other cities, and you realize oh, there's not as many billboards. There's not as much, you know, right uh, advertising, and it's kind of nice. Yeah, you know? it, no, it, it is. is one of the things I noticed in leaving Los Angeles is, oh, I'm not just assaulted with billboards. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to Danny McBride on another podcast who's leaving LA. He's like jokingly saying, I'm tired of seeing ads for Netflix shows, you know, that I'm not in, that I'm not, you know, that I didn't get. I'm, I, 
at, at, at his level, you're, you're reminded, oh, you didn't do this because we didn't paint the side of a building with someone's face. Right. And sometimes um, it's like all of a sudden you're reminded like, oh, you know, there are some things that don't need to be monetized. Um, in Sao Paulo, which is the biggest uh, city in Brazil, five years ago or, or some time ago, they, um, they outlawed all outdoor, outdoor advertising. And like, if you look at the before and after photos, it's stunning. It's just like, yeah. it's like, oh my God, that's like, this is a beautiful city. And at the same time, I can't imagine Times Square or, or Tokyo without outdoor advertising. It just wouldn't be the same place. But I w- don't want that in my hometown, you know? Yeah, it's, it, it is weird. Like, I, I am, I'm, I'm hitting, like, peak marketed, too. Like, I'm, I'm getting yeah. Yeah, fucking... You, yeah, does everything the, need to be monetized the shit out of, you know? It's, it, uh, by it's the way, today's me, episode I, I, is I love... brought to you by VW. <laughs> the show is brought to you by Volkswagen. Yes. Farfin Gnugan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we make our livings selling brands. That's, yeah, I mean, I work for a company that makes its living advertising and and, yeah. and finding ways to advertise in ways that we have never explored before. Uh, and like and mining your brain for for marketing opportunities. So I get it and I'm, you know, I'm very grateful to be working. But it, I just feel bad for the actors on General Hospital, just in general, because you're on General. Like that's still a thing. Oh yeah, um, I've I've been on uh, three times. Yeah, yeah. It was, but having it was so to much fun. Shill for a company and and like. Oh, I didn't have to shill. I just had to. Yeah, I just it, had to has this been tested? Is this a good product? You know, I I wrote on a show uh, before I left LA called The Inspectors on CBS. It's awful it's not good but it was paid for by the u.s postal service to show that they have that they're not all killers that no they're postal cops that are fighting blah 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 it was paid for out of seizures Uh not the mental kind like it wasn't paid out of your tax dollars it was paid out of them grabbing drugs at the mail and right cash large cash sums of cash so they had a bunch of extra money and some entrepreneurs said hey how about a Saturday morning cop procedural about, you know, postal whatever's. Right. It, 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 it was just a phone call came in and I went, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll sit around and make dick jokes and we'll, we'll write this silly thing. And it's, it, the only thing I took from it is um, it's terrible, but if it's only a half an hour and on TV, that's really 22 minutes and 30 seconds. It just flies by. So the terrible is like, whew, that, well, that was, that was painless as a viewer right you know, if it was an hour you would gouge your eyes out like, this is <laughs> this is poop yeah. but um it was to promote the postal service you know you know the the, the scripts that's were more noble that's more noble than most <laughs> television shows that are promoting whatever you know yeah i mean um, i i guess we're just the small bachelorette po- doesn't what does that promote um, being anti-feminist, yeah, which, you, which is strangely watched by tons of feminists. I know because it's like I, I don't, I don't get it. But um, yeah, I mean, it, just television in general, you're not really helping society. You're, you know, you're. It's just uh, you know, waving a, a piece of aluminum foil in front of a kitty to uh, you know, distract it temporarily. You know, we're 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 not really heroes. We're not solving, um, you know cracking diseases and, and, and whatnot. But 
I, I do feel bad. Like you got to, sh- it's bad enough to be on a show and then you cut to a commercial and it's like, eh, yeah. you know, some, some terrible company that's been accused of, of X, Y, and Z, but to actually have to promote something yeah. in the narrative, like, but ugh. I mean, that's, that, that, that's, I've made a, a living off of that. Oh, well, just, those are, that's just commercials. Right, right. Yeah, I guess that's more blatant. Um, but, but you know you're doing a commercial and right, you can, like, right. research, you know, who you're working for and... I'll work for anybody. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I really will. I I will be an extra in a Walmart commercial. I don't care. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, Tyson wants to know, in regards to slavery and cuisine, whether either of us has heard of a prison burrito. Are you familiar with that? Uh, no, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, basically you take um, ramen, uh, uh, like the noodle part, and then you take a bag of of uh, Doritos, and you take a chopped up beef stick, and you mash it all up together, and then you wet it with something, uh, like, I don't know, ketchup. Something. And, yeah, ketchup and goo and water or whatever, vodka, prison vodka, and then you just wrap it up in the bag, and you let it hydrate and then it forms this like large turd and that is a prison burrito um it sounds disgusting um but i think i the number one reason i don't want to go to prison is probably the food uh well you can make one at home you know uh just that i mean i ate public school lunches and they were terrible and well, we were we were kids, you know. They they want us to succeed. I, no one wants a prisoner to succeed, so they probably feed them really shitty food. Yeah. Uh, well, th- this is like that's why they invented this thing because I guess it's full of like salt and calories, and because it's, it's made from the food that you can buy in prison, and um, and not the actual um, the the regular meals. But it's just like, why would you take the crunch out of a Dorito? Is my question. I I enjoy a Dorito here now and then. And yeah, like that's, that's like what, the, is it like fun. a binding agent? What is the what is a Dorito? I think it's just it's salty and and yummy. But I have watched a YouTube show of ex prisoners cooking, you know, stuff like that. It is kind of fascinating to watch. I yeah. don't know what it's called, but it's two two guys who were in jail and they're like, what you do? Basically, that like take something cheap and awful and wet it. And make it different. Well, on the other side of things, prisons would also serve, uh, if they wanted to um, sort of torture a prisoner, they would serve them something called Nutriloaf. Are you familiar with that? Nope. It's basically the the least, uh, the barest minimum of nutritional stuff. So they'll just take like, you know, some grains or, or flour, or just like bread and like boiled carrots and and like just like dried ground beef and then just completely whoosh it up in a blender and then form it into a loaf and give to prisoners um, so that they're meeting their their requirements of feeding them but they're feeding them the worst possible thing. Oh yeah, and I believe I believe it's outlawed or in in several states they've outlawed serving that, but. Uh, it's amazing what people can do when they're feeling cruel and, and they're given a l- tiny bit of power. Now, f- the prisons don't have like farmer's markets on Sundays. They don't go out and get tote bags. They do. Around. It's just not organic and <laughs> it's not fair trade. Wait um, a minute. This sun choke isn't organic? <laughs> fuck Bad. this. Give me the neutral loaf. God damn it. Um, sucks. Yeah. 
uh, our prisons are, I, I just don't think that, I think the lack of freedom is the, the punishment, right? I don't think it needs to be more than that. Not that they yeah. should have um, better cable than me or faster internet, but uh, certainly decency is, is a bare minimum. Um, well, now you've thoroughly depressed me. Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't, don't eat the Nutri-Loaf. All I right. won't. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I, would you rather than pay for your general hospital and have it free of, of uh, like, could you get two versions? I want the general hospital without like, like subversive marketing in it. I think that's really, that's a good idea because I play all these games on my pad and I get the free version and they make me watch commercials right. and they say for two ninety nine, ad free. So I think that's like, I think that's the future of it. Like do you, yeah, do you, do you, if, if you're going to watch for free and we know you don't watch commercials, you're going to watch this storyline that's got a baked in pharmaceutical ad in it. Like, right. Eh. You know, it's, it's not as good. Well, Tyson says that he always enjoyed the fake advertising in the Grand Theft Auto series of games. And gamers are really, really uh, sensitive to advertising. But what if, what if GTA 6 was $20 less and was full of advertising, like real advertising? People would just lose their shit and they wouldn't, mm. wouldn't play the game. But, well, I think a lot of people would. But, but uh, there's... It's interesting how advertising has not, especially in these open world games, has not invaded uh, video gaming the way it has. Even though what you're talking about are the the, show, the casual gaming, right? Yeah, yeah, like a word game. But right. yeah, you're like if Grand Theft Auto paused, you know, in the middle of the game to sell me soap, I would throw no, it out. But what if you were running by a billboard or driving by a billboard and it said "Drink Coke"? Would you? Uh, Nah, that's well. I'm posing that out to the 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 people listening. Would you, um, would you play a video game like a an open world video game that had real world advertising in it, or would it just piss you off, or both? Um, and, and, I mean, it it can work both creatively and marketing wise because I, I just watched the Lego Batman movie and it was awesome. I loved it, and it's you're you're watching an ad for Legos. Yeah. And there was a huge backlash when the first movie was announced and people said, I'm not watching an ad for Legos. The movie is amazing. The first Lego movie. First it's movie. A great, it's a great. I, I just watched it the other day and it's a, it really. It's delightful. It's delightful. It's imaginative and it, it totally captures. It, it, the irony is it captures like the joy of Legos, uh, you know, that it's a free form sort of um, building platform. And then from that they sell these like very specific <laughs> lego lego movie set uh yeah. it should just be a bunch of like multicolored bricks without any pictures on it you know that should be yeah. the the actual uh movie set or the the movie tie-in product but instead it's all just like hey get the get the dude get chris pratt and put him in his spaceship and make it exactly the way the photo looks yeah but uh, it, it it i thought they were they're great content and I mean, I'm, I didn't go out and buy any Legos, but it, it, I certainly, I didn't, I didn't say it's the Batman movie. I said it's the Lego Batman movie. Right. It made me say it, you know. Right. So uh, they got some great voices in there. They, you've got um, Conan O'Brien does the Riddler, I think. Um, yeah. And I think, um, I think the the person who made it listens to a lot of podcasts or, or knows UCB people because 
I think Garfunkel and Oates are in it, and yeah. Doug Benson does the voice of Bane um, because, of, you know, famously Doug Benson does a very silly Bane on his podcast. Um, but I love that. I, I think that that made me really excited about the movie, but haven't seen it yet. How about Twin Peaks? That's great. Uh, um, I never watched it, so I don't care. Oh, you didn't watch it the first time? Did you watch any uh, David Lynch? I watched the TV movie of Twin Peaks that kicked it off, and it is, even as a, like a kid in high school, I thought, this is astounding television. And then when it ended and you didn't find out who killed her, I went, I thought this was a movie. I thought this was going to be wrapped up right in two hours and then it went on for three years and i just i tuned out it was it was back in the day with you know, pre-dvr it was on some weird night you know mm-hmm. so what night is it on and it's it was move it was, you know, yeah yeah it was a history. big thing like, like it moved nights so i couldn't keep up with it uh, and i just lost, I lost interest right well i think i lost interest because i just felt the lost story and and also nobody had ever seen anything that fucked up on network TV before yes. or any TV, uh, and it was really groundbreaking. And it had a bunch of hot women in it. And um, and I'm just not that into. I mean, as much as I love John Puricello, don't get me wrong, John Puricello is fantastic, and I couldn't be happier that he uh, is on that show. But I'm I just I don't have the patience for it, I guess, anymore. I just want to watch the Lego Batman movie. I'm, I've become that person. Just dumb it down for me, please. Um, it's not even dumb it down. It's like I just don't have any interest in nostalgia. God, it's we just, sound like cranky old men today. I have to say. I apologize to everybody listening. Really? I we think found, that, like, like cranky old men are nostalgic. They like things the way they used to be. I, I like new things. Like I'm obsessed with American Gods. I'm obsessed with the new season of Fargo. Yeah, Which I guess it's not a new thing, but right, right. I, I just like that show was from thirty years ago. Like, I don't. They're going to reboot Roseanne. Roseanne was groundbreaking and amazing in its time, but I, I don't, I don't need to see uh, reboots as much as I want to see new stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're Roseanne and you haven't been working steadily for a long time, not that she needs the money, but you're like, they're offering her a lot of money to do something that she did really well. Why wouldn't she do it? Uh, but I, I don't, I don't blame her. Yeah. I just, it, it's the, the culture of these reboots. I, I mean, we're, we're reaching peak reboot, especially with Baywatch and like, oh, well, people, people went, no, I'm yeah, not going. Yeah. Just like a little bit tired of that. And, but Twin Peaks. Uh, the thing is, I love um, David Lynch. I think he's he's a fantastic, like storyteller and visionary. Um, but I I don't love everything he does. I should say that uh, that would be my caveat. Like the things that he did really well just stand out in my mind as being great. Um, the one. Yeah, you wa- watch his like his early work. I mean, when he was like, you know, really cranking movies out like Wild at Heart, and just like think about how big a star Nick Cage was. Yeah. Or was about, and this is like a studio movie. That, that thing is insane. Yeah. I mean, it is just batshit fucking crazy. And they went, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And it's Wizard of Oz with, I don't know, uh, you know, guys talking to themselves and dream sequences. And Sherilyn Fenn has got a head injury and she's pulling her brain out. Oh, inside of her. Like, what the fuck? How did he fucking get that 
through the goalies. Right. And in an era when everything is like so heavily developed and, and all that, like he could pull something like that off. Is it? That, yeah. That's just great. And then you can watch his other, like The Straight Story, which is a great movie too. Um, did you ever see that? About the no, I wanna, I've always wanted to see it. Yeah. Dude on a lawnmower, go making a journey to visit his brother. Like how beautiful is that? Yeah, and, he's a very, very Lynch is a very, very talented dude. Yeah, and the but fact I, that he directed all eighteen episodes, good for him. Like, but finally uh, caught a break. Yeah, right. Um, oh, so you did, see your sister couldn't get one. I mean, she's she's dying. She's starving. Got nothing going on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Chris really wants to get on the show, but I only have one. Um, one Skype line in, so I, I can't get you on today, but we'll get you on. Um, but I, I actually, we do should probably wrap things up. Uh, yeah, 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 we have. Um, there's so many things. Oh, let me see if there's anything in the mail sack, mail sack, mail sack, mail sack. Oh yeah, there's something from Ash Williams, um, who's listening, I guess. And instead of tweeting in, he emailed Cougars Balls. That's what we got. Yep. And um, uh, then Zach Stewart says, uh, I'm writing to say hello. Keep up the good work hello. Off, on and off the air. And then that's Zach from Pittsburgh. And what do they say in Pittsburgh again? Yinzer. Uh-huh. I have no idea what it means. Um, yins can... Yins. Don't they say yins instead of you, you all? Y'all? Yeah, and they call... They're like saying mate in England. You call someone a yinzer. Uh-huh. Like you, you would refer to them as, hey, these Yinzers are coming by. I, it's fantastic. What a great city. Go to Pittsburgh. And what do you, what do you, something about the boat? What? The boat? Yeah, you, you would, you, when you went there, you kept, you wouldn't shut up about something about water. Uh, 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 oh, I don't know. You would, oh, come on. These are I, your catchphrases. I, 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 every your... two years, I have to dump the hard drive up in, up oh, in the dome. Fair I enough. can't keep track of all of them. Um, so that's our mail sack. So that's that's on you, listeners, uh, to send your questions, <laughs> comments, and uh, and yeah, send your anger towards uh, us at noonerpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, and what do you have in store for you? Me? Yeah. What do I have in store yeah, for just, me? Just plug plug something, you know. Uh, well, I, I am not on Facebook, but I am on Twitter at Stephen Kruger, and um, I'll be maybe live in the uh, the Merp Studios um, oh, soon, right? Uh, yeah, I'm I believe so. To LA for some yeah bullshit business. Um, okay, and then I think we're I'm going to try to schedule uh, a game night. And oh, by the way, I played this great game called Code Words. Everyone Ooh. should play that game; super fun. Um, and also, I, I did the, a home escape room, and apparently, it was really fun. By that time, I was uh, uh, I had sort of passed out, but everybody else played it, and they said it was really good. Um, and if, let me know uh, what games you guys are playing because I want to have more game nights. And um, you know, the, the resistance is fun, but I've played it way too much, and um, I'll continue to play code names. Um, I want to give a big plug for Animal Kingdom, which uh, season two is about to start. And um, the episode I'm in, uh, I was cut out of. <laughs> so and you've been uh, retroactively cut out of old old baby, the Maria Bamford special. Uh, yes, they they, they went in and they they said mm, 
no, no. If that guy wasn't good enough for Animal Kingdom, not good pull enough out, for out. Netflix. So you'll, you'll be seeing a lot less of me on the TV. Uh, so that you have, you have that to look forward to. Uh, I want to think. No, 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 no. Find the episode and then we'll do a live podcast and we'll play it and you'll talk through, right up until the point where your scene would have been. And oh. then you'll, we'll pause it, tell everyone to pause the episode and then we'll act out the scene. You're in with, with uh, Ellen Barkin. Yeah, right? yeah. You can be Ellen yeah, Barkin. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be, I have an Ellen Barkin vibe about me. Yeah, anymore. you're very sultry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Okay, that sounds good. And yeah. um, also, you still you still have the sides, right? I still have the sides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll act the scene out, and then okay. it'll be like you're watching Animal Kingdom, and, and then, you're watching Marty's cuts. And then we'll say press play now. Uh, and then also, <laughs> people should. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who uh, Ridley Scott did a sort of a play by play, and you can search for this on the internet, or maybe Tyson or Darren will put this on the Tumblr page, but he does a play-by-play of the stomach explode or the chest burst scene in the first mm. alien. And it's kind of, it's kind of awesome. They shot that with five cameras. And basically he said like, I wanted blood everywhere and I wanted it in a white room. So we could only really do one take. So we had five cameras running and I want, you know, cause it would have taken weeks to clean up. And it's pretty cool. It's, I heard he did not tell the actors what was going to happen. So some of their genuine surprise and disgust is genuine. You know, he didn't say that in there. And I know that that is popular lore. And, and I, as I was watching it, I was thinking, like, how could they not know? Because, yeah. like, for the actual chest burst, like, obviously it's a rig. And he's, John Hurt is, like, under the table. And then there's a, right. a fake chest there. So, like, what did they expect was going to come out of there? <laughs> and and you can actually he talks about how like when his when the first blood spurt happens like he's like oh you can see the the blood the pad and the blood pack we put in there <laughs> like, so you can see it so the all the other actors could see it too maybe they didn't know the full quantity of blood that was going to spurt out but uh it was um it was uh it seems like the actors should have known something Ironically, I was reading that script this morning, and it was not written for a woman. It was written with non-gender roles. I think they oh. all have weird names. Well, it. I mean, so Ripley is pretty gender gender free. It's the, her character was not named Ripley in the script. Like the very first, it was named draft. Chang. Uh, it was like Kudo or some weird oh. whatever space space name. But all right, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dig that out. Yeah, check it's, that out. It's uh, it's a, it's pretty cool, and it's uh remarkable movie and i love that scene because you know the it's just all overlapping dialogue and they're just saying total bullshit and and it really creates a, a fantastic mood uh, for the and it comes at minute 55 which is amazing to me too uh that would not happen and i think i mentioned that last week so i'm repeating myself at that point um kruger yes sir we will see you next tuesday bye bye if that fuck Hit that fuck! 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 Hit that
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Imp Depot. Imp Depot. Imp Depot. Imp Depot. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.